Welcome to Wrestling with Worldwide Willis. This is Brandon Willis, and this podcast is brought to you by the LMG Podcast Network. Now, folks, today we're going to discuss a few different things, but um, as you know, we always start with our matches of the week. In our matches of the week, we had some really good matches this past week. Um, we had um, my first entry will be FTR and AEW, AEW on Collision. We had FD, FTR versus House of Black, a uh, regular tag team match. That Man, that was a really good match. Um, you could tell that FTR and FTR and Aleister Black have Malachi Black, however you want to call them. Have really good chemistry dating back to their NXT days. Like you could just tell, like certain spots was like, oh, okay, you guys used to do this in, you know, back in gold, uh, black and gold era of NXT. So uh, they had really good chemistry. Both teams looked really good. It was a lot of like false finishes. They were good, and they were they were like earned, earned false finishes. They weren't just you know trying to do it as many pounds as possible. Uh, again, I think Shatter Machine is one of the best wrestling move uh, names there is in wrestling uh, the shatter machine is just an amazing move and even better name so shout out to ftr and house of black i am i did like that brody king my guy came out there and beat up on them and uh, i'm glad daniel garcia got involved so i'm hoping we'll get a six maybe a six person tag match house of black versus um Daniel Garcia and, and FTR. I'm hoping we'll get that next week on Collision because that was a really fun match. And I think now, now that you add Brody King and Daniel Garcia in it, it'll make it even better. So shout out to them. Um, the next match we have, we have um really solid Street Fighter match between Cody Rhodes and Shinsuke Nakamura. That was fun. Um, it was all over the place. It kind of reminded me of the Nakamura Ricochet match, but a little more grounded. Obviously, Cody isn't doing all that crazy stuff, but he's still pretty good in the ring. Um, so, yeah, that was a really fun one. Um, also, our tag team, women's tag team championship match for Zatanna and I always forget their name, but basically they're the women's tag team champions. They're defending against Chelsea Green, Piper Niven. That was a really fun match. Um, you can tell uh Zatanna Chance and her and her partner are really getting over with the crowd, which we expected, right? They they do they have the most creative moves in, in women's uh tag team wrestling right now. And yeah, the crowd appreciates uh for the athleticism and putting in the work. And they're all, always in sync. It seems like they're a team instead of just one person getting tagged in. They do something totally different than the next person is tagged in. It was really fun to watch. Um, um those are our matches of the week. Uh, first off, we'll talk about Drew McIntyre's cut amazing promo uh, against uh, CM Punk. It was just so heartfelt. It was so uh, – it was – again, Drew's just been cooking for the last three, four months, you know, with this new character he's got, this, like, honesty character. Because he told CM Punk, like, when Drew McIntyre was a youngster, he didn't really have people to look up to. He didn't have a locker room leader who he could trust and who he could rely on. Randy Orton was out doing his own thing. Uh, he wasn't really worried about the young guys. And and CM Punk was there, but CM Punk proclaimed he was the leader of the locker room, but he didn't necessarily do everything that a leader supposed to do as far as making sure the young guys are comfortable and seen and, and all those things. So you could definitely tell Drew held a grudge because of that, and it was just a great personable uh, 
dig at CM Punk, and it was a really good uh, back and forth. And honestly, Drew might have got the better of it. Like it was just really good to see Drew kind of do his thing on the mic because he's really underrated on the microphone. Uh, I think he's really, really good. Um, then we had uh, R-Truth, man. R-Truth and the Judgment Day, man. I, I'm not sure how I feel about it yet. I'm kind of leaving that, leaving, letting myself kind of breathe with it because I, what I don't want is I don't want the Judgment Day to become unserious and become a non-threat due to, you know, R-Truth, you know, doing something silly every week. Like, I want Judgment Day to still be cool, like, to be funny, have these funny moments but still be the villains. You know what I mean? You got Dominic Mysterio, you got Damian, you got uh, Rhea, you know what I mean? You got Finn. Just stay, I don't know, stay healed. I, I don't know. I I don't know. I, I think they should probably stay healed just because I think that's the best move long-term and that's best for Rhea going into the championship, having to defend her title as a heel uh, at WrestleMania. But, yeah, I was just, I, um, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough right now. Um, so moving on, we have um, what was our next thing we had? It was a pretty good episode of Raw. Um, it was there's a couple of mixed things in there that I wasn't, you know, wasn't the greatest episode of Raw, but it still had some stuff that was fun, right? Again, the Drew and, and Punk uh, altercation. You had um, a lot of tag team matches. The Viking Raiders. Um, Ivar versus Otis. That was fun. Big meaty men slapping meat. Shout out to them. Uh, that was a fun one. Um, this latest episode of SmackDown, though, really, really good. Um, really, really good. So I love what they're using, how they're using Nick Aldis uh, to kind of, and I always said this, you should have a group or somewhere, your general manager oppose Roman. You want Roman you want the general manager to be speaking for the people and working against the bloodline because for so long, the bloodlines basically run rampant over SmackDown and no, you know what I mean? No rules, anything. And so it's cool to see Nick Aldis kind of be the person who is a little authority, who isn't scared of Roman, who isn't scared of the bloodline at all. I like that. Um, and I love what they're doing for this Royal Rumble match. And Roman, man, when he came out there for that fatal four-way or the elimination, uh, the tag, uh, triple threat match between Randy Orton, LA Knight, and AJ Styles. And they were all down for fighting for so long. And to see, you know, Roman's music hits and the way he walks out there, the aura was crazy. He has so much aura behind him. And it was just, it was crazy. Um, it You just knew you were watching a star. So I'm really excited for that Royal Rumble match between those four. Again, AJ Styles, Randy Orton. LA Knight and Roman, because I think Roman's going to come out with the victory, but it's still going to make, you know, LA Knight look good. You know what I mean? It's still going to make Randy look good. It's going to make AJ Styles look like he can still hang in the ring, you know, and it'll be a fun one. And I love, I love the build for this match because it's going to be, you know, four people trying to get it in and try to talk bad about the other people and get some shine, some TV time. So it'll be really fun. Um, Again, uh, I, I think Roman's going to win, but I think it'll be a fun one. And you got some really good agreed ingredients to make a classic type of match. Um, <clears throat> now we have some of the, you know, it, right now we're in a, a big boom right now, right, in wrestling. 
And I'm thankful for that. Like we have the Iron Claw and so many different things going on. Pop culture, people yelling, yeah, because of the LA night, things of that nature. Well, <clears throat> you know, with that, it's fun to see new people come around and be fans. So Van Lathan, if for those that don't know, he's in the Midnight Boys on the Ringer uh, podcast. He also has another video, another podcast where he talks about political things of, the, of that nature. But he's one of my favorite personalities because he's so smart and so well-spoken and things of that nature. Well, Van has come over to the dark side and become a pro wrestling fan. Uh, he said he was always a pro wrestling fan. He just kind of, you know, he he left it. You know what I mean? He didn't get too old for it. He just left. You know what I mean? There's a difference. And so it was really cool to see him kind of been talking about wrestling and talking about old school wrestling, talking about new school, what's talks about the bloodline and things of that nature. So um, I am really happy to hear Van talking glowingly about wrestling. It's really fun to hear. Um, but yeah, I, I am excited for this Royal Rumble build. Obviously we've been getting a lot more people, you know, putting their name in for it. I'm hoping the winner of the men's Royal Rumble is either, I would say Cody, uh, I would say Cody, Gunther, or The Rock. You know what I mean? That'd be cool. That would be really cool because that sets up some interesting results for Elimination Chamber. Um, it'll be interesting. The women's match, I can, it seems like a lot of people are saying it should be Liv, Liv Morgan, which I don't agree with. I don't think she's good enough. I don't think she is believable enough uh, as far as a Royal Rumble winner. So I, I just don't believe in that. Uh, I could see it being Bianca. I could see it being Charlotte. I could see it being, you know, Raquel or somebody random. But, yeah, um, I don't see Liv handling that, right? She's not that great in the ring, and she's not a type of person who just can throw people over the ring, you know, herself. So – um, the Royal Rumble, I'm really excited about. I think we'll get some great matches. I think we'll get some surprises, too. Um, I think we'll have some really fun matches there. Um, <clears throat> now, we will talk about our top five. Now, our top five today is our top five wrestlers who deserve a biography movie, right? So top five wrestlers who deserve a, their own Iron Claw, you know, their own The Wrestler, things of that nature. So number five. I think the Hardy Boys deserve their own biopic. I think they'd be a really good pick. They'd be fun to follow, to follow Jeff, his story as far as like alcoholism and and, and addiction and things of that nature. And then following Matt with Lita, think of the Lita storyline in a movie and, and Lita and Edge and him coming. Oh, that would be so good. And then just, you know, reenacting the SummerSlam matches with TLC matches with Edge and Christian and the Dudley boys, right? Um, I think that'd be a really good performance. And I think, honestly, I think and you could have a, an actor who's trying to come up. I would take that role, Jeff Hardy role, in a heartbeat because that's the type of role that could get you an Oscar, honestly. Um, number four, I want to see Ric Flair. Now, I know Ric Flair has something in the works, his documentaries and all that, all this other stuff. I want a mo, like a motion picture type of, you know, Iron Claw, Iron Claw level movie um, for Ric Flair. I think you just follow him, 
Ric Flair ran in everybody. You could have cameos for days, man, like top tier cameos. Um, so that would be really fun to see a Ric Flair uh, biopic, and um, and also see his daughter. And of course, he went through tragedy with his son, and man, just really, really good. And so I'd love to see a Ric Flair biopic. Next, I would love to see a Vince McMahon biopic. Uh, I want to see a biopic about Vince McMahon kind of coming up as a kid, learning under his dad, and then tearing down the territory system and building the WWE or WWF at the time. So I think a Vince McMahon biopic would just, it would just hit, man. People would love that. Again, another Oscar-worthy performance if somebody does it right. Um, and then next, I would say, ah, uh, this is tough. I feel like the easy answer is just to say The Rock or Stone Cold, but I don't think that's the best answer, right? I don't think that gets you an Oscar. I think good, I would say either Andre the Giant or uh, wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Um, Golly. It's just tough. I would say probably hmm, trying to think some top tier wrestlers from back in the day. Um you can I mean you could do one for Bruiser Brody, you can do one for uh the ooh, the I would say number two. I would say the higher the Hart family. So Britt Hart, Owen Hart, you know what I mean? The Hart Foundation. That would be so good. Just you start the movie in the dungeon, right? You start the movie going through that sweaty dungeon they built under the house or whatever they built for the uh for the stampede and, and for those Canadian wrestlers. Like, man, it would be so good. Such a good movie. Uh and though and obviously that tragedy with Owen Hart would would hit really hard. Um, and then the, the Montreal screw job would be crazy. And then obviously going to WCW and getting his Bret Hart getting his head kicked in by Goldberg and basically ending his career, that would be really, really good. Um and then number one, I think number one is pretty obvious. I think they're already kind of discussing this one, but Eddie Guerrero. Um, I think having Eddie in a movie, whoever played that role might get an Oscar just because Eddie went through so much and and he ended up on top. He wasn't supposed to be the guy, but he ended up making himself the guy. And his win over Brock Lesnar, man, just to win the title, one of the greatest moments in wrestling. So whoever could play that role, top tier. Um, I think they're getting an Oscar nomination if they do it well. And I really... And if you get some really great cameos as far as Chris Jericho, Saturn, Chris Benoit, unfortunately, um, you know what I mean? And and going down to Mexico and, and talking about the Guerrero family, talking about Chavo and things of that nature. I think having a Eddie Guerrero biopic would just it, – it'd make a lot of money because Eddie Guerrero is one of the most beloved wrestlers in wrestling in general. So – uh, Eddie Guerrero's biopic would be great. I think that'd be a great one. So uh, those are my picks for uh, the next sort of biopics, the next movies about 
real life wrestling situations and wrestling and wrestlers in their life's work. So, um, but yeah, folks, that's short today. Not much going on. We're kind of in the middle between pay-per-views. Obviously, we don't have a pay-per-view in December. December, uh, So we're waiting on early, you know, for what is it? January 27th, I believe, is Royal Rumble. We're waiting on that. So uh, it'll definitely be fun to see uh, what occurs with the Royal Rumble, who's, who stays, who goes, if The Rock participates or not. That'll be interesting. Um, but folks, again, hit me up on Twitter, on Facebook, anywhere. Hit me up, talk wrestling. I'm always down. So always appreciate it. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Um, we out.